Hello friends, today we are in Proverbs 28 verse 3 and here's what it says, a poor man who oppresses the poor is a beating rain that leaves no food. So here we have a verse which can also be translated a little differently uh, to say that a lacking man or one who is destitute who oppresses the poor. So this is a man that lacks something for sure. And maybe it's because he is a poor man. It's a bit hard to tell. And one reason is because we're trying to find the context based on other words in the verse. Uh, you see, at the same time this man is lacking something, the Hebrew seems to give an emphasis to this man as being one who is strong in some way, maybe even a leader. And some translations do refer to him as a leader who oppresses the poor. And others, as the ESV, which we read, refer to him as a poor man who oppresses the poor. Uh, it's a bit difficult to get the context here. Still, whichever way it is, I think it's somewhat common uh, wisdom, common sense, that we can see how when anyone oppresses the poor, it can be like beating rain, right? That leaves the ground bare. Now, if this is referring to a leader, think of this. You know that a good rain is good for growing crops, right? And if a leader is as a beating rain, then that's a bad thing. I mean, he should be one who brings nourishment and things needed for prospering and growth to the poor and not be as one who takes advantage of them as though they are easy prey. So, on the other hand, a poor man who oppresses the poor, that reminds me of the parable Jesus gave in Matthew 18 where this servant owed the king 10,000 talents. And that was a ton of money, which he could not pay. The king ordered that his wife and his children and all that he had be sold and applied to his debt. And the servant like begged the king for mercy. And the king forgave him the debt in full. And this was a poor man, right? And here's what he did next. Matthew 18, 28 says, but when that same servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And seizing him, he began to joke him, saying, pay what you owe. So to me, that seems like a poor man oppressing the poor. And it's like a beating rain that leaves no food. That's what he wanted. He wanted to strip him of everything he had with no mercy and not to help him get out of his um, poverty the way the king helped him. So look, whether we're rich or poor, we are all like the rain to others around us. We'll either take advantage of those to which it is in our power to do so, and if we choose this option, we will likely make the claim that um, our actions are like good rain we're going to set ourselves up as looking good. And then in our self-righteousness, we're going to sweep down on the defenseless and wash away the few things they do have. So instead of nourishing and helping the poor, we're tempted to take advantage of their need, aren't we? 
We offer them less than market value for their houses, and they need the money, so they take it. Uh, we might even, wow, we go to their garage sales, and we counter-offer them on an item that they have marked 25 cents, right? Will you take a nickel for that? <laughs> Please. I mean, it seems to be ingrained into our culture. Uh, we're brainwashed people to be all out for ourselves. I mean, there are plenty of books, right, that teach this. I mean, our culture boldly says it. You're number one. Uh, to look out for yourself is your primary purpose. <laughs> and so we become the beating rain to all the ground around us, everything that will give way to us for our, our own benefits. These things should not be. Now, on the other hand, if you are a good nourishing rain, then you will be one who comes softly upon the weak plants. Your touch will be tender. Your gentleness will nourish them and bring them healthy growth. And how do we do that? If you've ever cared for a garden, then you know it means you have to get dirty. You will get dirty. Your hands and your knees, your whole body. <laughs> you see, relationships are messy, aren't they? And a simple handout, that's not going to be enough to nourish them uh, out of their poverty. I mean, if we just give money and then with clean hands, we step away. I mean, sometimes there's a necessity for that. But many times we are enabling them to depend on that very thing from then on. And so stay in their poverty. So uh, helping the poor has always been something Jesus did, right? I mean, he charged us to do that hand in hand with our primary mission of, of seeing more of his glory and, and sharing his beauty and his glory with others. And so we go about loving others in the physical sense uh, and in the spiritual sense. That's the way we should approach the poor. But I want to close with another thing that seems to like parallel today's verse. In Ephesians 3.8, the Apostle Paul, he considered it a privilege. He was humbled to be given uh, the grace, um, quote, to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. No matter how much we find, there's always more. We're never going to see all the riches of His glory, but there's always more for us. And look, we are to go into all the nations and make disciples. And that does not mean we just tell them about Jesus and we leave them to be washed away by the acid rain of the world. No, it means getting involved with tenderness and love and getting our hands and our knees dirty and discipling them. I was a member of a church one time and it had about 30 people in it. One year, um, I believe it was 99 people that came to Christ through the preaching. Now, the sad thing about that is that after that year was over with, we still only had about 30 people in our congregation. We did not nourish them or grow them in the Lord. We did not disciple them. So, uh, you know, something was wrong there, definitely. And if you are a leader in your church, I mean, this is for you. Do not keep your congregation poor in the Lord. I mean, this goes for leaders of families as well. Encourage them in the Lord. 
lead them in Bible study, teach them to rightly divide the word of truth and, and how to dig for the never-ending riches of God's glory and his word so that they may grow up full of joy to worship the Lord better and better and to share his glory, to share his beauty with others. Father God, thank you for your word today and may it be like nourishing rain on our soul that transforms us for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.